This is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big, little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts, too. Bonjour, and welcome to 52 Gifts. It's the podcast where it is perfectly clear that I do not speak French, (laughs) especially if you've listened to the episode about the Jacques Pepin Foundation, then it's super clear. But this is a podcast where I start every episode with some sort of different greeting. I'm trying out different things to say to start out the show, and I'm hoping that one of these days, one of them will stick. But I'm pretty sure Bonjour is not the one. This is also the podcast where I tell you about a gift that I have given to somebody that I know. And up until now, it's been always to people that I know. But maybe someday in the future, I'll have to start branching out to people I don't know. But I sent the perfect gift to someone, and I'm going to tell you about it. And if you're new, you might be thinking, what's the point? Well, first of all, there's no need to be rude. (laughs) But second of all, the point is to tell you about something good for a change and to maybe make, make you think about someone that you know who might possibly like a gift like this or something similar. Plus, the point is really to consider ways that we can connect more with people that we know. And of course, giving them gifts is just one way. Maybe another point could be that you should think about making some donations whenever you have the chance. So there you go, smarty pants. Those are the points. This week's gifts come with a little bit of a bonus. I'm going to give you my top book recommendations for the last couple of years. If you're like me, it sometimes takes a while to make it around to some of the great books. Like I had Eat, Pray, Love on my shelf for, I think, at least 10 years. Everybody was crazy for it and they were reading it and my copy sat there for 10 years waiting for me to finally pick it up. But when I did, it was fantastic and I read it at just the right time. So sometimes it takes me a little while to get on the bandwagon, but even though they might not be the latest books, they're ones that are not to be missed. So I'm going to share these with you today because one of this week's recipients, Peggy Joe is one of my favorite people to share book recommendations with. Whenever either of us has read a truly great book, we let the other know. So I'll include some of those picks later on in the episode. So this week I sent gifts to my dear friend Peggy Jo and her husband Bill. They recently became grandparents for the first time, and they are over the moon excited about it. And I thought I'd help them celebrate the occasion by sending along a few cute gifts. Peggy Jo is someone that I've known for the better part of the last decade. And we worked together when I was an executive director, 
and she was and continues to be a great friend and support to me ever since. It's funny because on her social media pages, she has the description, Peggy Joe Donahue, I am a writer, that is all. And I, I get what she's going for there, but it is so untrue. Peggy Joe is a writer and a great one, but that is definitely not all. She is a friend and a trusted sounding board, and she's the type of person that you can count on to give you her best and most honest advice. For me and for so many other people that I know, Peggy Joe is a steady friend and a natural mentor. She shares all of her own hard-won lessons, makes you feel better about yours. <laughs> so, I mean, if you've gone through it and you tell Peggy Joe about it, she probably has had something similar and she can really identify with um, a lot of issues and just help you feel better about crappy stuff you're going through or great stuff too. Um, she's there for all of it. She's also a cheerleader and not in that like bubbly over the top way, but in a sincere and serious way. I send a weekly email to my business subscribers and Peggy Joe will frequently send me replies like, this was sublime. You are a gifted wordsmith with like all these exclamation points and or like great one. And I just really value getting those emails back from her. She knows that I've put a lot of effort into writing and that I even have dreams of publishing someday. And so she really goes out of her way to encourage me. And that's just huge. And because we work together on a lot of communication projects, I know how skilled she is at her craft and I have the most respect for her work, which makes her compliments all the more meaningful to me. I consider myself so fortunate to know Peggy Jo, or PJ as she's often known, and although I've never met her husband Bill, I feel like I know him just by the stories that she tells and the moments that she captures about him and their family on social media. So when it was announced that their new grandbaby was born last month, I set out to find something to send to them that they both might enjoy. I ended up with a couple of things. This week's gifts are a two-book boxed set called How to Babysit a Grandma and How to Babysit a Grandpa, and a personalized bracelet with the letter H for the baby's name. These gifts are perfect for PJ and Bill because, well, books. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we are both certified bibliophiles, and I suspect that Bill probably likes books too. So that made books a perfect gift. And also, because Peggy Jo and I work together in the jewelry industry, and this is where she still does some of her business, it made jewelry a perfect gift. So what could be better than books and jewelry? One thing I really came to value while working in the jewelry industry was 
The idea of giving jewelry as gifts. Some people shy away from jewelry gifts unless they're like for a spouse or close relatives because jewelry tastes can be quite personal and also fine jewelry can be kind of pricey. But I really came to know a lot of people in the industry and to understand a bit about how supply chains work. And I really have an appreciation for the fact that jewelry purchases support a lot of people's livelihoods. Plus, once you've had a chance to get to know a designer and to see their skill and know their story, you just really want to own their jewelry even more. So over the years, I've really tried to remember to give jewelry when I can. And it's not always fine jewelry because that can be a little cost prohibitive, (laughs) but um, even costume jewelry or semi-fine jewelry has an important place in, you know, the world of the jewelry universe. So I try to give jewelry when I can. It's a tradition that's kind of become somewhat less popular in recent generations, and I feel like it's a worthwhile thing to continue and try to support. I feel like jewelry really connects people and families and even generations in ways that other objects really can't. It's usually a a really enduring product and it can be passed down and it usually comes along with stories from the past. I kind of have a personal example of this in that I've never known my paternal grandmother. She died when my father was a child, and I don't have any photos of her, and I really hardly know much about her at all. But a couple of years ago, my aunt gave me my grandmother's 1949 class ring. It's the only thing she had of her mother's, and now I'm holding it. And that feels really special and cool. Miraculously, it fits perfectly on my right ring finger, and that's a miracle because nobody's fingers are (laughs) as small as mine. I have a really hard time finding small enough sizes of rings, so it just goes to show that that grandmother of mine is really belongs to me because um, she and I share the same ring size. I love to wear this ring. I'm actually wearing it right now. And I love to wear it from time to time because it makes me feel connected to this woman that I wish I had known and I wonder what she was like. I have heard that she was the yo-yo champion of Montreal in the 40s, so that's something. Anyhow, the books I sent are written by Jean Reagan. How to Babysit a Grandma offers adorable, tongue-in-cheek recommendations for ways that a child can keep their grandparent entertained when they're spending time together. It's the proper care of your grandma. (laughs) Many years ago, my daughter went to stay with my mother for a week during the summer, and at the time, we lived about five hours apart, so it was really a big, fun adventure for them. And I purchased this book and I slipped it into her suitcase so that they would find it while they were together. And 
just, you know, thinking that it would be a cute little reading thing for the two of them to do together. And the book talks about taking your grandma to the park and a section of it says, and I'll, I'll just read from it, it says, slide down the bumpy slide. If she's feeling brave, try the big slide. Push your grandma on the swings, but not too high. It's just really super cute. The illustrations that are in the book are so sweet, and the book is really a clever take on grandparents and grandchildren grandchildren spending time together and flipping their roles. And the grandpa version of the book is the same. I remembered these books and thought Peggy, Joe, and Bill would get a kick out of them, and it would give them ideas of things to look forward to when their new grandbaby is old enough to start babysitting them. The bracelet that I sent is from a company called The Inspiration Company, and I bought it in a physical store. Um, I happened to be in a mall, which I just miss malls, I have to say. Um, It's a great mall, actually, and it was in Lynchburg. So a totally different trip, but I happened to be in Lynchburg again and found this store in the mall. And it's made of rose-colored, rose-gold-colored beads, and I added a little charm to it. You can get things added to the jewelry there, and they'll do it right in the store for you. And this charm has a little tiny H on it. The rose-gold color according to Inspiration Co. is supposed to represent unconditional love. So that was perfect. And I hope that PJ will want to wear this bracelet once in a while. And when she does, she'll look down and see that little H and get those happy little butterflies in her stomach thinking about her grandchild and dreaming about the next time that they'll be together. Before I get to the donation of the week, I want to share those book recommendations that I promised. So in honor of my fellow bookworm, Peggy Jo, I'm adding this little bonus. So if you haven't read these books yet, or maybe you don't read much at all, maybe you don't have time, these are worth your time. So I pinky promise that you will enjoy reading these books. So here they are, my favorite novels of the last few years. I mean, they could be older, but I've read them in the last few years. So they are City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert, Rules of Civility by Amor Tolls, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus, and Outlawed by Anna North. You cannot go wrong with these books. So if you are looking for something to read or you want to get back into reading, I definitely recommend them. And if you have read them and you love them too, or maybe you didn't, you can write to me and and tell me why. Just email me at 52gifts at BernadetteMack.com. Okay, so now it's time for the donation of the week. This is one that I've been holding on to for a bit because... Sometimes donations pair up well with certain gifts, and that's been happening a lot lately, so I kept pushing this one off. 
and also this one just doesn't pair well in general. The donation I made went to the GoFundMe campaign that was set up to raise money for an independent investigation into the unsolved death of Stephen Smith, who was a South Carolina teenager whose body was found in the middle of a rural road in 2015, and he was only 19. His death was originally ruled an unsolved hit and run, but law enforcement now believes that his death was not the result of a vehicle accident. So his mother, Sandy Smith, set up a GoFundMe account to raise money for an independent investigation into his death. The case was apparently mishandled initially, and that's really prevented the people or the person responsible for Stephen's death from being held accountable. Her goal with this GoFundMe was to raise $15,000 to help pay for his body to be exhumed so that they could do an independent autopsy and find out if they could determine the true cause of death and get closer to finding justice for Stephen. The fund now has reached nearly $130,000, and it's being used to cover many other expenses that are related to the investigation, including a $35,000 reward for more information. Because, as I've told you before, I am a listener of the Murdoch Murders podcast with Mandy Matney and Liz Farrell. I've been following Stephen and Sandy's heartbreaking story for the last couple of years, and I was compelled to contribute to this fund when it was established. I hope that Stephen's case will soon be solved and that Sandy and her family will find some peace. I know that this donation is not a particularly positive one, but I do think that contributing anything that helps people in their time of need is a good thing. It's been eight long years for the Smith family, and I'm glad that they've gotten some attention and some movement in their case. You can learn more about the GoFundMe campaign by visiting their page, which will be listed in the show notes. And you can learn more about Stephen's story by listening to the Murdoch Murders podcast, which apparently is going to be renamed next week, so we'll see what it's actually called. But they did a seven-part series about him over the last two years, and I'll add those episodes to the show notes as well. This is actually the second time that I've made a donation through GoFundMe for this project the first being DeMar Hamlin's fundraiser. And at some point I wondered, are donations to GoFundMe pages tax deductible? And I bet a lot of people have wondered the same thing. Because, especially at higher levels, tax benefits are one of the reasons why people make charitable contributions. So, In case you're one of those people who was wondering, I do have the answer for you. And the answer is yes and no. (laughs) So yes, they are tax deductible when the funds are going to an individual, I mean, are going to a nonprofit organization. And no, they're not tax deductible if they're going to an individual personal person. So 
In the case of Stephen Smith, this donation would be considered a personal gift because the funds are not going to an actual charity. In the case of DeMar Hamlin, that donation is tax-deductible because it's going to the Chasing M's foundation that he established that is a charity. So I feel like that was good to know. And obviously, it, it seems to make sense, and it's easy to remember. So there you go. That will do it for episode 19, New Grandparent Gifts and a Donation to the Fund for Stephen Smith's Independent Investigation. I hope you enjoyed hearing about this week's gifts. You can share your feedback if you're listening through Spotify right under this episode, or you can always email me at 52gifts at bernadettemac.com. See you next week. If you liked this episode, I thank you for giving it a shot, and I encourage you to share it with a friend. We can all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at bernadettemac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at BernadetteMac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52Gifts or on Instagram at 52GiftsPod. You can show your love for this podcast by heading on over to BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52Gifts and become a supporter. And 52Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mac. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week.